you guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts in the business. I'm Jumpy D, and this is my alley boy, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 4, Episode 30, Springtime in England. We're going to be getting a little bit more into uh, what we talked about last week, so find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Well, all oh, right. Man. We're good here. stuff. That was a We're pretty good start. Back. Not bad. We didn't have to redo this one. You're I getting know. better. You're improving. I'm, I'm getting there. It's only taken fucking two years. Yeah, two full years of work. Okay, so I know we promised more shit from last week, but I'm going to start off a little more serious note. Some shit has happened for a YouTube channel that I like. And don't get up with me. That I'm a shill. I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just, uh, you know, pretend like that didn't happen. So there's this ghost town, middle of the desert, like on the edge of Death Valley in California. It's called Cerro Gordo. This fantastic human being basically ran an illegal hostel in, I don't know, Texas or New York or something and made some money. He runs a company, but he basically put all his entire life worth into buying this ghost town for like three million four million dollars and his entire thing is he's restoring it he's adding cabins bringing it back and exploring all the mines and the caves and exploring the area and you know bringing a lot of the history in this area to life so i love it i Uh, remember i know i've seen a few of the like his videos when i'm over at your place yeah yeah, i put them on to i'm trying to get you into them so he like like it's it's really amazing. He really gets the beauty of the desert, and the beauty of history. And obviously, that's something we care about. You know, hence you're on a history podcast right now. So I thought this would be fitting. <laughs> he released a video today, and it was kind of out of nowhere. And he just kind of said, "Hey, this is probably the most important video that I put out." Um, so in down below, I'm going to link to a website. Basically, what's happening is um, where the where the town sits. It's almost in a valley. There, there's a great view down to the desert floor. It's high up in the mountain, and then it's surrounded by these, you know, by mountains. So, one of these mountains was recently claimed by an international gold mining corporation. Okay. And using an old 1800s law, essentially, where you can claim, you know, create these mining claims on public BLM land, which is the biggest bullshit. It's yeah. basically put in in the 1800s because. You know, what What harm is one dude digging one shaft going to do, and then he's going to stimulate the economy, and it's fine. It is not supposed to be used for a, an international gold mining corporation yeah. to rape our BLM land, our public land. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting a little heated. Basically, he put out a video. This large company, it's called K2, it's a gold mining company, has is trying to put forward a claim on a bunch of the land around Cerro Gordo to put a massive pit mine into. Jesus. So he he could use your help. Uh, I'm going to put the link down below, but save Cerro Gordo. It's uh, Cerro Gordo, C-E-R-O, uh, G-O-R-D-O. So save Um He has links so that you can submit a comment about it to the Bureau of Land Management so you can you know, send a uh, really angry email to the K2 Mining Company and watch the video. It's really good. It's not super long, and it kind of outlines a lot of the work that he does and the importance of this. 
basically what they're going to do is they're going to dig a huge pit out of where a mountain was, bring dump all that shit into a pile, and dump a bunch of cyanide onto it. Then all the cyanide that runs off will have these m tiny specks of gold that will that they're able to then produce with. So, you know, not really Jesus. environmentally friendly, especially because there are endangered species in the area, well, endangered trees. Not environmentally friendly, and it doesn't even sound efficient. No, no, but that's it's it's only efficient if you have a huge amount of material and a lot of money. Ah, I see. Yeah. So Jesus. please, please, please go to the website. If you want to fuck over the corporations, if you want to fuck over the man, if you are an anti-capitalist, if you're a communist, if you're a socialist, uh, if you <laughs> give a shit about the planet that we're on, among other things, you know, th this is a real chance to prove yourself. Go go write a comment. Watch the video. Write a comment. Tell them not to do it. And, uh, you know, I can't say this. Well, actually, I can say this because I'm anonymous and uh, I'm not running this thing. But, like, I don't care if you threaten the CEO. He's got his email on the website. <laughs> Buckgate, too. That's what I say. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh if you <laughs> limited time offer if you send us a message on instagram we will send you a download link to bomb making books no i'm just kidding i won't do that but oh jesus christ <laughs> god damn it but yeah really i am really pissed because basically what i do in my off time is drive around the desert finding these historical sites oh yeah i didn't even mention that part the land that they're yeah. claiming is historical They've got old cabins from the 1800s on them still. They've got, like, it, it's conservancy land. So it's supposed to be conserved. It's supposed to be public land that anybody can go and hike and, and enjoy. And it's just going to be literally a pit. And don't fall for that bullshit. Everybody in Utah, at least, at one point in your elementary, fucking one of those mining companies came to your school. Did this happen to you? Uh, I'm pretty sure they basically uh, just talk about how important the mining and everything is. No, they, they would talk about how, after all that, when they leave, they would restore it to its, you know, to its natural beauty. Yeah, sure. And, yeah, I'm My like, ass. okay, yeah, you're currently eating a mountain yeah. off the highway. You're, <laughs> you're having to justify your actions to children, which means you're probably not doing some good shit. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's <laughs> wild propaganda. Yeah, really. Though. Um, so yeah, force feed, I'm, that, force feed that to kids who don't even know who the fuck you are. Yeah, who don't know what mining is. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pissed off. I wrote a what I think is a fantastic. Me and my wife both wrote shit to the BLM that met the character limit. So we're we're passionate about nice. this. Nice, good. Uh, so so each and every one of you, please, this is your chance. To show how how uh, punk rock you are, <laughs> um, but nice. watch the video. He 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 words this way better than I than I ever can. He's really That's good sweet. at communicating. So just just watch the video. I'm excited to check it out. Submit a comment, please. This is super important because basically what what he's doing is he's restoring this ghost town using the material that he can find around the ghost town, which is amazing in itself. And he's going to open it up so that you can go there and camp. You can go there and stay in the the original hotel was there up until sometime last year when it burned down from an electrical issue because obviously the electricity is, you know, 80, 100 years old in there. <laughs> but it burned down. He's restoring it and recreating it. And you're going to be able to stay at a hotel in, in the middle of this old ghost town. That's to period. You, you could 
potentially rent out the old whorehouse. He's restoring that right now, which is amazing. I shouldn't call it a whorehouse. <laughs> Brothel. Yeah, um, there you go. Like, he's he's putting in little cabins over the hillside. He's, yeah, putting in campgrounds. And it's, it's basically a place that you can just go up and, and go back in time. And it's not going to be cheesy or Mormon-related, which is crazy. Yeah, fucking... That's amazing, though. Yeah, so so I check like it that. out. Leave a leave a strongly worded comment. I definitely use the word rape in there, but twice. But then I change it to just once. Um, <laughs> you know, rape of the earth. You know that kind of right, thing. Right, right click thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that that's my my serious and uh, opening. Uh, I'm sorry to mm. waste nine minutes of your time on this, but it's something that's very important to me. You're good. It is really important, honestly. Uh, the more that they shit on BLM land, like, the less likely we are to to find out. I mean, it's 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 land that it's public. It's for we the public. It's just them to it's maintain them, it. Yeah, it's them going out of their way. A corporation going out of their way to throw their big dollars in your face and say, no matter how much government protection you may have on this BLM land, that this is public land. We have more money and we can take it away. And fuck that. Yeah. Don't don't let that shit happen. No, it's it's completely ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Link link below. This literally happened like forty five minutes ago. I think the video came out. Jesus. So really? like, I'm fresh. I've got a fresh. Yeah. Damn. Uh, well, probably like an hour. But then to transition, I was recently on a little a little trip. This has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Yeah, but it was good. a weird no, I... thing. <laughs> Uh, AJ sent me some some fucking crazy Snapchats um, yesterday or Saturday, and it was like just the coolest shit. Like I love the uh, the graffiti there. So continue. Go ahead. Yeah. So we we stopped by uh, a sugar mill. That was the first stop on our. We did a little road trip, and it's it's you know it's derelict. It's falling apart. But like you can get in. The huge, uh, the smokestack. You can get really. In, we got into the basement, which you just drop. It's like a four foot drop onto a trash pile Damn, in bad. a hole in the concrete. So that was really cool. We got up to. Uh, it, it's got like three or four stories of really shady stairs that you can get up. Um, certain parts of it are just being reclaimed by nature by just ivy starting to grow in um we actually ran into another group of people there who were doing a photo shoot oh nice the the model was wearing like a gas mask and had an m16 or uh uh, not an m16 oh my god an ar-15 and they were like doing smoke effects in this abandoned like very post-apocalypse style photography like did it really? did it like fuck you up when you first saw them where you're like what the fuck is well, that person when we got there there were two vehicles parked outside and normally when we go to abandoned places in the middle of nowhere we don't expect yeah. to see anybody uh so we were a little nervous we kind of hung out for about 10 minutes because it looked like one group was getting ready to leave so basically we were hiding i hid the car but like we had had a a view to them but we were kind of where they couldn't see much of us if they looked over, which was nice. So we watched one group leave, and then we were like, okay, well, we're here. Let's just go in. I uh, I had my gun. 
no problem. I always bring a pistol on these things because you never know what you're going to run into in the middle of nowhere. So I went in and I'm like, okay, they're just taking pictures. Like I immediately saw it when we saw them. And uh, they're just taking pictures. Cool. No problem. That made me feel way safer. Because <laughs> if people are just, you know, doing a photo shoot, chances are much less likely that they're also cooking meth. Yeah, right. Yeah, much lower chances. So never zero, though. <laughs> Low, but never zero. Exactly. So we, we, you know, we checked out that place. That was awesome. That's where I sent you most of the pictures. After that, we went up to, I had some, some family up, up in that area. We then went to the, some ice caves down, or up in Idaho, which is awesome. Um, we couldn't spend too much time there. But on the way, I am autistic for maps. So I have a map of old geo, uh, geological data before mines it was basically made before mines were scrubbed from public knowledge <laughs> like the locations of them so i had a couple dots of potential mine locations so the first one we went to it's, it looks like somebody had bought the property that it was on and they turned into horse corral so we're not going to fuck around on private property the other one we are deep in these mountains like narrow dirt roads with big like chunks taken out of them where the rain has, like, gone down a hill and just fucking taken out part of the road. My car is a two-wheel drive vehicle um, SUV. So I there were a couple parts where I was like, if I could turn around, <laughs> if I was able to turn around, I would because this road is getting shady. So we finally get up to the last little kind of mine location I want to check out. And there's, there's a big sign kind of on the turnoff. Again, middle of nowhere. And it basically says, oh, this is a conservation area. Um, we're trying to predict, or not predict, uh, prevent, uh, the spread of wildfires in this area. So if you see the trees looking funny, essentially that's why, and they explain their whole thing. And then there's another sign that says, uh, closed gate ahead, no turnaround. I'm like, ah, it's, I've turned around in some pretty shady spots. Let's go. <laughs> so we go <laughs> up, we're basically on the side of a mountain, like 10 foot drop next to us and straight and then it just leans down into the mountain down and then the other side is just thick forest so we're, we're driving through really bumpy doing some twists and turns uh there's literally one clearing and then we get up to where the the gate is and the gate's open but there's a big sign that says you know the whole video surveillance even though it literally never is uh you know private road no no trespassing private property all that stuff so i stop right at the fence and i'm like okay no problem i'm not going to trespass especially in the middle of nowhere uh like i don't know who's out there i'm gonna get shot not gonna do that <laughs> and all of a sudden there's movement to my left and i look over and there's just a dude like an older dude there what the fuck? I un unrolled my window and I said, oh, I didn't see you there. Uh, sorry, we're leaving. Like, you know, basically, we're not going on your property. And he he's acting really weird. What the fuck? I think. Maybe I'm reading into it because I was a little startled. But he basically, you know, comes up to the window and says, hey, uh, where are you headed? I'm like, oh, uh, I panicked. So I told him the truth. I'm like, oh, I, uh, I, there, I heard there was an old mine up here. Uh looks like i went too far and he's like yeah i can't go through there that's private property uh and then he, he went quiet and then he said back in the back around the corner there there's a clearing it's in there 
Jesus. I'm like, okay, uh, have a good day. And he just walks up through the fence or through the gate. Mm. And I see he's got a small metal pail full of huckleberries. What the fuck? And I was like, what? That was such a weird situation. He was acting funny, but like, well, he told us where it was. So that's good. Yeah. Or he told you where his like rape AJ spot is. uh, Yeah. So I should have been (laughs) thinking of something like that. But I was just like, well, he probably, you know, wants to keep to himself wants us gone so let's just go go down take a quick look and we'll leave so we have to back up quite a bit and then there's a tiny turnaround spot like teeny almost go Mm -hmm. off the cliff there find the clearing pull off to the side of the road and i've got the gps coordinate and i'm like okay i can it it's showing just beyond the tree line of this big field this big clearing and it's rocky and it's kind of uphill so i'm like okay let's go like Whatever, leave the car, go up there, and as we get to, like, the tree line, there's a cabin. Like, a, an old log cabin, roof's collapsed, and it, there's trees growing in it. Like, it's an old cabin. Like, holy shit. There's some cans and some metal scrap on the ground. These are all telltale signs of some mining activity, at least some habituation there. So... We're like, holy shit, we found it. Uh, the GPS says it's just on the other side of this cabin. And then we hear like a, the sound of a vehicle like far away. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we're like, what the, what the fuck is that? And we, we turn back to the road. We can't be seen by the road because of how thick the trees are. But I have a, a good view down to my car. And I see yeah. two white trucks driving down from that private property. And... I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like, some, something immediately in my gut is like, ooh, why did you leave the gun in the car? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I didn't even think about it until right then. I'm like, oh, fuck. This isn't good. We're sitting ducks. I'm like, maybe they'll just drive past. Maybe they were just leaving. You know, they, they just locked up the fence and left. Like, it was getting to the evening time. You know, maybe they weren't going to spend the night. Whatever. Trying to talk myself out of it. But something in my gut was just saying... It, like, all the alarm bells everywhere were, were ringing. Yeah. And I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? Um, my wife is a little freaked out. I'm probably more freaked out. I like to play it down so that yeah. she won't freak out. And I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just stay here for a second. Let's see what they do. The first truck drives by. The second truck stops right behind our car. And the dude who we talked to at the top is kind of like, you know, when you open the door, but you stand on like the floor of the vehicle. So you're kind of above the cab and he's just looking around like hand to his brow, looking up and down because there's luckily there's a field above and below the road. Uh And he's looking around. He's looking for us. Jesus Christ. Very well. He could have just been like, hey, did you find it? Like totally innocuous, but. I don't think he was. Yeah, <laughs> Based I on my intuition, it. was not good about that. So I'm like, okay, we need to stay here. Like, let's let's just stay here. Let's see what's going to happen. I don't know what's happening. This is fucking weird. And, like, I'm trying to think, like, are we going to hide in the cabin? Like, that would be the place I would check first. So that's not a good idea. You know, I'm going through scenarios of, yeah. like, I'm looking at rocks on the ground. In case this guy comes up and I got to bash his head in. Like, I, I was that level of freaked out. 
Jesus Christ. And we're, we're just sitting there. We're watching him. And I see him kind of kind of lean down. Like, get out of the truck. Mm-hmm. And then behind us, in the forest, I start hearing, like, twigs and sticks snapping. Oh, there's Jesus no birds. Christ. There's no animal sounds. It's just like crunch, 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 snap, crunch, gravel. Yeah. And uh, I have a background... Not a background. For I have some experience in like animal tracking. I taught it a bit, um, and and stuff like that. I'm not a specialist by any means, but I have some experience in it. And whatever it was, it was on two legs. <laughs> you could hear it. It weren't four legs. It wasn't a deer. I mean, could have been a bear, but it didn't sound like a bear. It didn't have a lot of that the heaviness that a bear yeah. sound walking through has. And immediately in my head, I'm like, is there a person? walking from the direction of that private property to this place that we told them we were going. Wouldn't surprise me. Okay, now this is fucked up. Yeah. And and I hear them. I We listen to them for a couple of seconds, whatever it was. And then the, the person down in the truck, the old dude, gets in the truck and drives down, dr- starts driving away. And immediately I'm like, okay, we have to go now. If we yeah, walk, this is your this is your opening. This is the one chance we have to get out of there, and we fucking book it down the hill. My wife ends up ends up pulling a muscle in her thigh, and rolls her ankle a couple of times. And Jesus. We fucking we get down the hill. We get in the car, and we book it to a uh, uh, national monument. It's it's like one of those things where it's not a national park. It's like a, it's a site, like oh, okay. a national yeah, site. Yeah. So I'm like, I know they're going to be people essentially, there. Essentially just like a pull-off with a, a with, plaque. With a cave and a plaque, yeah, essentially. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I know there are going to be people there. It's super populated this time of year with like ATVers and stuff. So we're going to go there and fucking get our bearings because we're also way outside of service. And so we are driving there. We end up... Um, Later on, like, on the turnoff to it, we get behind him. We come up, like... Oh, shit, really? We come up a hill, and he's just at the top. And then he starts driving, and I fucking take the other turn and gun it. (laughs) Like... Yeah, goddamn, dude. And we, we get to the cave, and it's awesome. It's a beautiful cave. And basically, that's our chance to just, like, decompress on whatever the fuck that was. So now I'm going to I'm going to get into my my interpretation almost of some of the the things. You know, instinctively I thought, "Oh, there there's somebody, you know, the the footsteps behind us were you know, somebody coming from that place." Mm-hmm. But it also felt a lot like an experience I had one other time in the old Indian school in Brigham City. It it was almost a warning in how how it felt like i didn't feel like whatever was coming was bad but it definitely yeah. is like it's a warning to get the fuck out it's it's the exact same thing i've told you this story i'm sure about the uh the indian school but basically my mother and i were in the basement which is awful and we're looking through down this basement and i feel the breath on my face and somebody says uh, get out or you need to go yeah that's what it was you need to go and it the thing saying you need to go didn't feel bad, but something else down on the other end 
felt awful. You know, that kind of yeah, thing where kind of, it's unsettling. it felt like a warning that person walking from the top. Like, okay. something's coming, you need to leave. Jesus. So, that was entirely terrifying. Yeah, really, though. Fuck that, dude. So, uh, you and your lady are invited next time we go up. I'm down. I'll feel way comfortable with, with uh, four people. Yeah, I mean, I'm and sure you're, that you're they... good at talking to people. You're very <laughs> good at talking. I'm to good people. at I'm good at alleviating situations. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm still like just now telling the story. I'm like amped up. Like this was ter. I cannot tell you how terrifying tell, it was. How far away wife, we were from other people. Tell your wife when she listens to skip the first 25 minutes of the episode because the last thing I want is to give her more anxiety. <laughs> Nah, she's good now. I'm sure she was just miserable that day. Good lord. No, no. It, it was very, very short part of the day. Thank goodness. It was Oof, towards the end good. of the day. Oh, okay. And then basically Kinda when, when we got to the caves, up. it was, okay, we're safe. But I had this recurring thought basically the entire drive home, the next like three and a half hours of this white truck is going to come over the hill. And he's going to be yeah. following us. And like, I mean, just the fact that it had happened. Like, you, you thought you had gotten away, and then it's just like, oh, white truck's there. Same dude. It's spooky. Yeah. Some scary was, shit. It was terrifying. I, we've never had anything that shady happen. Yeah, goddamn. On one of these trips. We've definitely had some shady shit happen on trips. Yeah, but not with Nothing other this people. threatening. Nothing with other people, really. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus there you Christ. go. There's 25 minutes of the episode totally unrelated yeah. to the rest of it. Well, I mean, technically, I would say that, like, you kind of tied it together with the uh, the phenomenon of um, get out or whatever the fuck that. Yeah, whatever is. the fuck I don't know that anything was. about it. But, um, yeah, we hyped it up a little bit last week. We talked about some of it in our sloppy seconds this last Thursday. Um or Saturday, I don't know when the fuck AJ put it up, but we know. talked about it a little bit. So, Spring Hill Jack is going to be our discussion this week. Now, Hell it, yeah. I gotta yeah. tell you, I was going to put together an episode of Spring Hill Jack for like our fourth episode. Yeah, a but while back. I didn't too. feel like I was good enough for it. I, I, I felt like it was a topic that I wanted more people to hear. Yeah. So, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it back. Yeah, I mean it's I'm I'm stepping a little bit more out of my comfort zone the second half of this season trying to get like I like I've said I I am skeptic on a lot of the paranormal stuff, but I do like the stories behind it and the psychology behind it that like, you know, sometimes it's just your mind playing tricks on you. Sometimes it's just a gut instinct, but I just like delving a little bit further into it and kind of seeing more of it on my own because when you explain it to me my brain will automatically justify actions but when i read it and kind of go through it i'm like huh this is this is kind of spooky yeah especially when you start getting into the accounts of like multiple unrelated witnesses seeing the same thing you know yeah that adds exactly. some verification to it, it makes and, it a little spicy yeah and we'll we'll get a little bit more into into all that as we go so um, back in the 19th and 20th century, uh, there were, like we talked last week with the Hammersmith gavel, there were a lot of, of 
like ghost sightings or phenomenon that people were seeing in the streets of, of England. And oh, it wasn't yeah. just in like one area. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, uh, strictly to Yorkshire, whatever. It was kind of everywhere. Yeah, the and uh, physical mediumship really, was really popular. So and like, I don't the, really know, like, was there anything that really influenced that? Was it just like population density was really booming at the time? It was in vogue to do spooky, ghostly things. Like, okay. you're, you're, you know, yeah, it's Friday night. Let's go over to, to Helen's house. She's a physical medium. Let's put her into a trance and she, see if she'll manifest I some, see. you know, hands in the red light. Like, that was very... I love physical mediumship. I would love okay. to find a physical medium. But, That'd be cool. Um, you know, that it was so in vogue that the concept of seeing ghosts would be totally fine and as we learned from uh last week sometimes the ghost <laughs> is just a dude wearing all white a white dude wearing uh, all white yeah oh no <laughs> but you know especially because the pollution around the time like it uh, was pretty yeah. foggy smoke was like they were starting to use what steam engines back then uh yeah and i mean yeah probably just things people hadn't really seen there's actually one event that uh it I'll get into it. So, um, like I said, Spring Hill Jack kind of popped up out of nowhere. It was like a few people saw him and then it just fucking took off. Um, and like it, it really did have a lot of sightings all over England. So in 1837, uh, one of the very, very first events, Mary Stevens was walking to work as a servant at this big manor. I was going to say, a and woman worker? Yeah, I know. What? Ghosts no, would but never as a servant, prey on yeah. them. Yeah, no, that's Yeah, funny. so uh, she she's walking to work, and this strange figure jumps out at her from a dark alley, and she, she told the police that he wrapped his arms around her and grabbed her, like, fully with his arms in a really tight grip, and then he just... Basically got rapey as fuck. He started kissing her a bunch and tearing off her clothing. But she ended up with a lot of these, like, scratches. And, I mean, you can't attribute it to fucking long fingernails. I don't know. But she said, and she referred to them as metallic claws. Which, like, in my opinion, I've been scratched with, like, fingernails with, like, fucking claws. Just cat claws. Um... But, like, it's different when it's metal. There's there's something... I don't know you why. You can feel that. But you it feels feel different. Yeah. Different. And she she went on to say that he felt as clammy as a corpse. And uh, when she started screaming and people were, like... Like, kind of commotion was happening. People were moving over. She said he disappeared. Now, it wasn't a normal disappearing. It wasn't like he just, poof, was gone. It was that he let her go. And she felt... Like, he just jumped way out of there. Um, like, up, up, and, up, up and away, yeah, jumped just out of there. Like, essentially jumped over a wall up onto the rooftop, just away from the situations. Um, and over the next couple of days, there were a lot of similar reports. And a couple of them stated that he jumped over as high as a nine-foot wall. Um while just high-pitched cackling, which I think is just the best fucking thing in the world. I, yeah, sounds, cackling away. It sounds like such an, an English tale of, like, this guy that <laughs> he can jump over buildings and he just... 
you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's so <laughs> great. Um, so a few months go by, and so that happened in November. A couple months go by. Uh, winter's kind of hitting, so it's kind of a dreary time in England, and more and more people are starting to talk about Spring-Heeled Jack, and uh, they it it really starts to take off so much so that um, in I think it's like early January, the they refer to him as the Lord Mayor. Over the over the area releases he releases a letter from an anonymous concerned citizen, and I've actually got uh, the letter here, so I'll read it. It's so it appears that some individuals of, as the writer believes, the highest ranks of life, have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil, and moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's gardens for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not unlikely or not likely to recover, but to become burdens to their families. Now, I know it's a lot to unpack. That's just the first half of it. Um, but basically, he's just explaining that a bunch of rich folk got together and they made a bet that somebody couldn't scare a bunch of women as a ghost, a devil, and a bear, right? Mm-hmm. And he's saying that the wager's been accepted, and that basically it's just working so far, which I'll get into that right after I finish the second half of this. So, at one house, the man rang the bell, and on, on the servant and upon the servant coming to open the door, this worse than brute stood in no less dreadful figure than a spectre clad most perfectly. The consequence was that the poor girl immediately swooned, and and has never from that moment been in her senses. The affair has now just been going on for some time, and, strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that they have the whole history at their finger ends, but, through interested motives, are induced to remain silent. Hold on. Finger ends? I know. As soon as I saw that, I was like, we're not going to say fucking fingertips. Like, fingertips. This is how, is this how, ends. is this how posh we're getting in this letter? Mm, Good which end Lord. of your finger do you have the information mm. on? Oh. Finger ends. <laughs> so. It's like the, it's like the, instead of speed bumps, it's speed humps. <laughs> oh, God. I love that. Speed humps are my favorite thing. The only thing I can do. Um, so. It it adds, like I was saying before, it kind of takes away the paranormal aspect of things um, to say that, oh, these rich men are doing this. Now, uh, the Lord Mayor actually had a guy in mind that was kind of, I don't want to say a ruffian per se, but he was this fucking spoiled rich kid. Uh, his name was Marquis. Marquise, I don't know, Marquis. I'll say Marquis. And uh, he was known for having bad luck with women and police. Um, <laughs> he was known for drunken brawling, and he would do a lot of vandalism, 
and these like basically play like brutal jokes. He was like the the fucking YouTube prank star of the 19th century. <laughs> oh, I hate those. <laughs> and he he was known for doing anything for a bet. And um he had kind of a crew of miscreants that they were known for just jumping out. They would they would get drunk at pubs. They would hide in alleyways and jump out and scare people. And I would go as far to say that yeah, they probably got fucking handsy as shit with uh, with some girls that were walking to work. It would not surprise me one bit. So the mayor kind of had an inkling that it was it was this this Marquis guy. Now Marquis actually had a nickname, and his name was Mad Marquis. Because uh, he was so well known for doing this, and obviously when you have bad luck with the police and you've got a mischievous nickname, you're probably not so good a guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Yeah, right? Now, it's kind of backed up in the fact that um, in this in this letter, uh, they say that uh, he's dressed no less dreadful than a specter clad, uh, most perfectly. Which, he's he's dressed nicely, which Springheel Jack was kind of known for for looking like a gentleman from afar, and you would get closer, and he would lift up his cloak, and he had what they called an oil skin, um, which was basically just like, imagine spandex, like a spandex or like latex suit, kind of, just like really tight-fitting. Um, and so, I mean, a lot of the things lined up, but they were never really able to prove that Marquis was doing this because it was all over at the time. The people were getting hit in like the north and then the south the next night and then back in the north and the east the same night. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of confusing for the police. And I feel like that's what really adds to the story and kind of the the legend of Springheel Jack is that like as as easy as I would like to be able to explain what the fuck was going on and what he was doing, like, there's really no way to really explain it other than, like, I mean, if you want to take a, a stance, it's like nobody was doing anything and it was a, a, like, and he never existed. I guess people's minds playing tricks on them, but to take it that far is, and for it to be that consistent... It's it's kind of crazy to think that like everyone's having their mind played with the same way at the same time. It, it's just like I don't know. It the stories like this. This is why I'm like I like stuff like this. I love the story mm-hmm. behind it. I love the psychology behind it. Because um, really, it's just one of those things we can't explain. Yeah, but you didn't even go into some of the more. No, no, I still have more spooky. I, Parts. I figured so you go I would kind of spooky. Um, a little bit, okay. not a ton. That, of it. That's the only stuff that I know about. I I figured you would probably know quite a bit about it, but I know that you kind of have a bit on the Mothman prophecies. So just just the phenomenon that is, dude wearing black flying around, because it, it oh, okay. seems like a pretty common. I don't know the term for it. A pretty common occurrence i guess through history like we had you know spring hill jack we have uh mothman in like the 80s and who who's 
kind of made an appearance uh, like three or four years ago. He was being seen again, which is crazy. Um, he's a hero. He's a hero we need, but don't deserve. Yeah, go destroy a small bridge. <laughs> but yeah, like the the phenomenon of people flying, wearing all black with red glowing eyes, sometimes shooting fireballs, is a kind of weirdly common thing. Like, uh, I should have done more research and actually had notes, because... No, you're you good. Know, of course. No but, like, e- even in, like, uh, it, there's some stories of, like, thunderbirds, which are just giant birds. Sometimes they're reported as a dude with wings. <laughs> like, even in the Old West, which it's kind of debatable, because it's... They would very often put up fake stories to sell more papers but there were a lot of stories of not only pterodactyls which is pretty cool but um flying men in black wings with black leathery wings in fact there there's even a story from a platoon in vietnam let's bring it back (laughs) (laughs) from a couple episodes ago and it was it was nazis in in black capes yeah no uh (laughs) this one's actually pretty interesting this Apparently, it was seen multiple times by different groups, but it was pretty pretty hush-hush, of course. Um, but basically, people would see flying over, you know, active fighting, a woman with black bat-like wings. And she would, she would be flying, and then she would be able to... She would curl her wings around her and kind of, like, glide and, and dive that way. Interesting. And then she'd, she'd bring her wings back out and start flying again. And... Sometimes she would dive bomb like these military units. Uh, there were multiple times she was shot at, and you know nothing happens. But it was the same thing. It was it was that that leathery, like like you were saying with the oil skin. It was very similar to yeah. that. Which is also she, how she close was actually just uh, she was a ghost coming back to haunt them. A ghost dominatrix. <laughs> For fucking like destroying and dilapidating her town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but like e- even with Mothman, um, there's a story of a couple of kids, of course, you know, getting up to no good, and they they see it in the sky and it kind of dives down towards them. It's got the red eyes. It's got the oil skin type. They you know they're not sure if it's wearing clothing or not, but it's got that that leathery black shiny whatever it is, whether it's skin or a suit, that's always debated. It's because you can say, oh, red eyes and leathery skin, but at the same time, it could be, you know, a leather suit with, you know, maybe some luminescent goggles, you know, if you want to go more materialistic. Um, so that's always interesting. In fact, another random story that came to my, that comes to my mind, it was a group of kids on a reservation, um, indigenous peoples, and they were driving through and basically the kid who was driving had been told by his grandmother hey uh maybe don't go out there at three in the goddamn morning but what else are you gonna do on a reservation besides drink because you know horrible conditions that could be prevented um so they you know they were out and about it was four people and they had they started hearing weird like animal noises (laughs) They're like, oh, shit, we better go. And they had... It could be interpreted as a skinwalker-type experience. Where they're in the car. Doors are locked, but they haven't left yet, but the car's on. And 
they have a thunk on the on the roof of their car, and the car kind of shakes, and a thing looks down, you know, dark, and Red Eyes looks and like in through the passenger window dips down from the top, and they fucking gun, and drive away as fast as they can uh, on these dirt roads, and this thing is. The passenger said it, it looked like it was flying next to them as they were hmm. going, you know, 40 miles Jesus. an hour on a dirt road. That just makes me think of, uh, what was it, Jeepers Creepers? Never you saw it. you ever see that movie? Oh, no. it's fucking terrible. It's oh, awful. good. Put it put yeah. it on the Halloween list. <laughs> right. Oh, God. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of a strange phenomenon. I like that it's kind of, like, even though Spring-Heeled Jack was really focused in on like England I think it's cool that everywhere else kind of has their their own version of that and that's what these stories are it's it's funny and even if you go back to our old episode Willow Wisp oh yeah um we kind of talk about like the Willow Wisp phenomenon and how it wasn't just this like one thing in like the Scottish Isles for example it, it it's all over like everywhere has kind of a story for what this is and this yeah. is England's definition during the 19th century yeah it's like everybody ha- every culture has a a depiction of a what we would call a bigfoot or a sasquatch mm-hmm. you've got them in south america you've got them in Europe, you've got them in the East, you got them in Scandinavia, you know, you've got Yeti, you've got Yowie, you've got, uh, I forgot what they're called in, in, uh, South America. Totally, totally spacing yeah, it, but no it's idea. that same thing where there are so many phenomena that are shared throughout each and every culture that we're only able to really start to look into now mm-hmm. because of, you know, mass communication. That's it's really cool, interesting. Though. So, um, I'm going to go over, like, three three of the largest events that happened. Um, so, Jane Alsup was, she was up late one night, and there was a knock on her door. So, she goes, and it, this is, like, February 1938. So, this is, like, a, a month or two after the release of that letter that was, like, oh, yeah, it's like this, whatever. Um, so... She answers the door, and there's an officer, a really gentleman-appearing officer, like, really nice-looking guy, uh, that he's standing at her doorstep, and he says, Come out quickly. I've, I've caught spring Jack out in the street. Um, I need you to bring out a candle so that we can identify him. Hurry, quickly. So he runs. She watches him run back out to the middle of the street. And she rushes back inside and she grabs a candle, she lights it, and she goes out into the street and bends down, gets this candle close to the cop's face to kind of see, like, what the fuck is going on. And all of a sudden, the police officer throws off his cloak and she saw one of what she described as just one of the most hideous in sinister looking beings she's ever seen. Um, he was wearing the oil skin beneath his cloak. He had this like strange helmet on and he turns and he blows blue fire, just a 
bit of blue fire directly towards her. Mm-hmm. And she like stumbles back, falls down, and kind of the same as before, she sees these metallic claws come out. And he starts just scratching at her clothes, kind of like kissing all over her, getting really handsy and creepy. And so she jumps up and she tries to run away. And he catches her on her doorsteps and he tears up her neck and arms with his claws, still just trying to like just attack her. And um, her screams are heard by her, like the people that live with her and they rush out. I think it was her sisters. Yeah. Her sisters hear her screams from the street and they rush out the door. And as they open the door to help their sister, they all see this man just leap away and all of them are just kind of in awe their sister's just completely torn up and there's no one in the middle of the street did did we mention it just popped in my head sorry uh, did we mention his footwear no uh, i didn't write anything down for it if you want to tell them <laughs> oh yeah so something that was kind of peculiar not as weird as it would be uh today not as out of place, I should say, as it would be today. Uh, but he wore heels. Oh, yeah, he that's wore, like, right. He wore, like, thick heels, like pilgrim shoes, but, like, heels. That's why he was called <laughs> Spring Heel, because they, they thought, oh, maybe he's got springs, springs in his heels, heels, and that's how he jumps Jesus. so far. Because we don't know anything about, you know, physics. Yeah, right. Sorry, that no, jumped spring, right in my head. Spring-powered heels. No, you're good, dude. I didn't even have that down, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, later on, right around the same time, obviously not the same night, but kind of that February, March, um, late winter season, Lucy Scales is leaving her brother's home. And they're kind of walking down these these darkened alleyways, just trying to rush home, whatever. They had a great night. They're They're enjoying themselves, laughing. And uh, she sees a man in a blue or in a cloak down the way. And she's with um, I think she's with some of her family, like two of her brothers are with her. um, But one's hanging like way back. So she sees this man in a cloak down the alley and kind of the same thing. He turns and looks at her and she's just astounded. Like, what the hell? So he kind of starts walking towards her. And she she notices that he looks kind of like a like a gentleman, and so she's not super wary or anything. She greets him, and all of a sudden, he spits this same blue flame into her face. Now, I have reason to believe that Lucy had um. Oh my God, the word just left my mind. No. Um, yeah, really. So basically, she she falls into seizures. She epilepsy. she starts going into these. Yes, thank you, epilepsy. So she falls into these seizures, and they go on for hours for her. Um, so much so that like after he spits out this blue this blue flame, and kind of like jumps away, uh, her brother runs up and he's like trying to console her, trying to make sure she's not fucking like choking on her tongue like he's doing everything he can to try to calm her down and like i said this goes on for like hours which that shit's just wild to me 
Um, but at the same time, knowing epilepsy, like that bright flash, especially at the time, like it, they didn't really have TVs blaring in their faces or quick flashes of light really happening all that often. And so for that to suddenly happen, it's like, yeah, she went into fucking like just shaking fits because nobody else really had had yeah. run into flashing lights before it wasn't it wasn't a common occurrence um so so i mean as before panic kind of spreads across england and everyone starts seeing these things now you could you could go as far to say that once once you planted the seed in everybody's mind and everybody now knows about it kind of like the the book big bugfoot the bigfoot the theory bugfoot. that everyone thinks they see him because that's what's ever present in their mind right um and so it kind of just takes off uh a lot of people and a lot of uh like church leaders start preaching that he's a messenger of Satan or he is the devil himself and it kind of twists his appearance like people people start saying that he has these fiery eyes and he's got small devil horns which that's why he wears the helmet so you can't see them <laughs> yeah it, I remember yeah. that yeah and I mean it, it's kind of one Satan. of these things yeah that like they people even start using for their children he becomes the boogeyman of England at the time that, hey, if you're not going to be a good kid, spring Jack is going to jump into your window at night. And it's it's so fascinating to see, like, what was, like, a handful of isolated incidents that they they have, like, reports of um and people that came out and said yeah this affected me there weren't a ton of i think you said there were only like two or three um but there aren't a lot of really definitive events from it yeah it it was only like a couple of them were reported in big newspapers yeah and then other people said they had experiences but didn't go to the newspaper, so it almost yeah. became like a like a gossip. Oh, so and so saw Spring Hill Jack. Oh, so and so saw, him. which yeah. could be you know some social clout, but you know maybe they were seeing it. Yeah. So it kind of it gets linked to another phenomenon at the time, which I'll just kind of grace over this one really quickly. It's called the Devil's Footprints. Now, around the same time, I think it's like eighteen forties. Um, 18 late 1830s uh during the winter people were finding like what they said looked like hoof prints in the ground yeah but they're not it like when something on four legs with hooves like a horse or a donkey is walking they generally won't step perfectly in their own tracks as before and there would be like a little bit of drag in the snow that they it would be pretty obvious the other thing is that these devil's footprints aren't just like walking around somebody's property. It walks on someone's property and then suddenly the footprints walk up to a wall, like the wall of your home. And then you look up onto the roof and those footprints are continuing on the roof. And so people are like, well, I know for a fact my horse didn't jump onto my roof. <laughs> yeah. 
because this is 1835 and it would not support the weight of my large horse. And some people said that these hoof prints, they would follow them and they would go 40 to 100 miles, like a long way. And kind of the same, the same process is it walks onto someone's roof and then it hops back down and it walks over like three miles away to the next, the neighbor's house, walks on their roof, on their little silo, whatever. And so people were like, this is spring Jack because he's jumping these great distances to walk on our roofs. Now, a little while later, um, there were the soldiers that were, they were out doing their rounds and they see a man out in the darkness wearing this cloak and he's walking towards them. Now, one of them, he actually yells a challenge to this, this figure, basically like, oh, like, you got a problem with us? You want to fight? Whatever. And uh, the figure, and basically he just says, hey, do you want to fight? Like, if you want to, get over here. Like, bring it on. He do cuts this. his chest yeah, open, bring it tearing on. off his shirt. Right? And this figure hops over, and it's not just one man. It's a handful of, of, his, of, these, of his comrades see, see this thing, like, kind of make these large jumps over to, over to their friend. And it gets in their friend's face, and it just slaps him in the face a bunch of times. <laughs> like it's, it's just how very eighteen thirty-five of you. A vast year, and just slaps, slaps him a bunch. Um, and then the guard is kind of taken aback by like, what the, f- how the fuck did he just get over to me so quickly? He pulls out his gun and he shoots a couple times. Now. People thought that he had blanks in his, like, that that he was shooting blanks. Um, but they later found out that, like, he had regular bullets in there. Dude could have killed Spring Hill Jack, but he just, he, he was a bad shot. He was a bad soldier. <laughs> um, now, a lot of people were like, oh, well, it was probably one of, like, one of his friends from from the, the fort just going out there and fucking with him. But everyone had um, an alibi as to where they were at that time. And they never really were able to track down what the fuck actually happened that night. And so it's just, he gets the shit slapped out of him and then fires his gun a few times and this thing that slapped his (laughs) fucking little face jumps right back away into the darkness yeah i can't i can't get over that sorry it's just so funny it's it's hilarious i like imagining it in my mind i think it's the funniest thing imagine an 1830s like england soldier that he's like come fight me if you will and this thing just boing boing and then just slaps slaps, slaps, slaps. And I'm, I imagine it with both hands, just on his cheeks, back and forth. Like, really not that it, hard. He's like, what the fuck? And he fires. <laughs> this thing's just like, peace. I think it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, past that, like, there really wasn't a lot of evidence to either support the theories or to find someone that was doing it. And like I said, uh, people thought it was Mad Marquis, but, like, it never truly panned out. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, one person came forward after the first event 
and he said, I'm spring Jack. And they tried him. They brought him to court. The only thing that stopped it was the fact that she said he spit blue flame and she stood by it. She said, he spit blue flame in my face. And this guy goes, well, I'm not able to do that. And so they didn't arrest him. He wasn't Springfield Jack. Well, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't understand the psychology of that. But it's like anytime there's something horrible, an attack or, you know, something that's anonymously done, it there are always people lining up to take credit for it. Yeah, like, I don't know. I wonder if it's like a... serial killer investigations, somebody I, will come up and say, know. I did it, I killed them. But they can't provide any information except what was yeah. released to the media. I wonder if it's just, honestly, in my opinion, I would say it's just attention-seeking behavior. It's just somebody that is so lonely that they're like, I need any kind of fucking, like, clout, basically. Yeah, but you're going to do something like They're just like 1830s that. clout chasers. I, I just don't, yeah, I, it doesn't make sense in my brain, because obviously I'm not that crazy. Hmm. Uh, maybe I'm uh, not a clout chaser. I don't yeah. want credit for my misdeeds. <laughs> I know. That's why we're, I don't tell anybody. That's why, I do. that's why we're anonymous. Exactly. But yeah, so uh, that's the the legend of Springhill Jack. He's I, wandering I around to this day. Yep, definitely still assaulting people in the tube. Yeah. <laughs> but fucking Sorry, fucking I was crazy. <laughs> Who? Who would have thought that D does two paranormal episodes in a row? In a row. I didn't have to do I any know, notes. Man. It was fantastic. I, I got you. And speaking of the London tube, uh, this was I was saving this for a sloppy seconds, but I'm going to throw it in at the end here. Yeah. The only connection to this in the story was the London tube. <laughs> have you ever heard of a space case? No. Okay, good. I hadn't heard about this. But my father pointed out to me, and I looked it up, and yeah, apparently it's a thing. So this information, it's kind of a, a slang name used by emergency first responders in the UK. Okay. So a space case is when somebody jumps, drops something, jumps down onto the tracks, doesn't realize how far it is, can't climb back out, and then the train comes. Jesus. So basically what happens is they get jammed between the train and the platform, which doesn't have a lot of space, if you'd believe it. And it happens so quickly, people go into shock immediately. Really? But pretty much what happens is their top half, belly button up, is you know facing away from the train towards the platform, whereas their bottom half has spun around like a screw a couple of times from the train. Okay. So, basically, oh. their spine's broken. Yeah. They're completely sheared. Like, it's it's awful, obviously. Completely twisted up. And because they're in so much shock, they can't tell. So, they're sitting there when first responders show up saying, Help me up. Help me up. I'm just stuck a little bit. Help me up. I'm fine. But the pressure is the only thing keeping them alive. The second that train Jesus. moves, they lose all all blood pressure and they die. They immediately bleed out in seconds. Wow, so, that's crazy. So basically, they're sitting there, and if their family's close by and they want them to, sometimes the family will come by and, like, kiss them goodbye. Yeah, just give their have, condolences, yeah. Get their last moments. Yeah, have Damn. some... 
or they'll they'll give them a phone and let them call whoever they want. But basically, they they get to sit there, and they know they're eventually told they're dead. And there's literally they're they're literally walking, not even walking dead. They're just dead. Yeah, Jesus. So yeah, that, I I figured it wasn't wasn't long enough for a whole whole episode. But yeah, I was learning about that the other That's day. That's crazy. That's some wild shit. Super fun. So a lot of times that happens with like industrial equipment. It happens a lot with uh, agricultural equipment. Farmers will be just completely trapped and not understand it that their lower half is ground beef. God damn. And that as soon as they, you know, that whatever has turned them into ground beef has now become a tourniquet, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus. And like, That's crazy. Yeah, eventually the blood gets stagnant and will... Um, I think it becomes more acidic. I'm not 100% sure. So Damn. either way, they'll die eventually. But a lot of times they'll, they'll get the closure as much as they can and then reverse the, the feed. <laughs> Goddamn. Crazy. Yeah, so the train fantastic. can't stop running. <laughs> yeah. Got to get people point A to point B. Yeah, yeah right. But yeah, oh, Spring Hill Jacks. Fant- I love it. I love yeah. like eight, 1830s London. Yep. Had some so real wild. paranormal shit. I'm sure we'll touch up on it a little oh, bit more oh, yeah. as we go because we got nothing but time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because I die of a heart attack tonight in my yeah, sleep. Yeah, exactly. As you fucking <laughs> jump down off a platform of a train. Yeah. God, right? I... Oh, no thanks. <laughs> Don't Goodness. do that. All right, well, you got the... Do you have the Patreon I pulled up? I do have the Patreon pulled up. I'm not going to read it, though. That's below me. That's your job. Oh, it looks like you disconnected. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I clicked on the link and left the uh, the clean feed. That's so, okay. Whoops. I was just remarking how uh, reading off the Patreons <laughs> is below me, and that's why it's your job. As I leave. Peace. Yeah, exactly. Great timing. Oh, is it still recording? We're yeah, still no, yeah, no, we're, all, we're right. all good. Thank God. Uh, they all they right. won't even be able My to bad. tell. I didn't even have to edit. Sweet. So, <clears throat> thank you very much. If you're uh, interested in supporting the show, getting some couple extra episodes how many are we up to like 25 uh, almost yeah, 26 something like that 26. we've uh we've actually reached out to uh, a multi-billion dollar corporation <laughs> that we're trolling currently <laughs> we are so uh we'll see how that goes yeah, when we get intrigued updates on the that'll story be, that'll be a slot yeah this 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 coming thursday we'll have an update for you oh yeah yeah let's it's, do it it's pretty wild but yeah uh you want some more? You want to hear more of DNAJ's tomfoolery? A little bit more out of the side of, uh, oh god damn it! Somebody's car alarm just went off. Um, uh, if you want to hear more of like current events, opinionated pieces, less history, more DNA, more, more, yeah, just discussion. By all means, check it out. Follow yeah. the link in our in our bios. Check out uh, the links below on yeah. your show notes. So thank you guys so much for supporting us. Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Lindo, NSA Isn't Real, D's Nuts, Nordic Thunder, Toddle Waddle, Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. Thank you guys so much. You're uh, allowing us to kind of kind of do some legit things. We've ran some yeah. ads from this. Basically, it, it all goes back in, all the money from here goes back into the show. We did some ads. It helps pay for our hosting, which yep. is 
stupidly yeah. expensive, but yeah. um, worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. So much fun. So you're you're keeping us going. Yeah. Um, and so far we're still ad free. So that that's for you. Bada bing. Yeah. We've had offers Ideally. of ads. Ideally, we can no, keep it really. ad free. That would be nice. But yeah, yeah. As long as we as we continue to have support, I don't see any reason why would we would need to do ads. Yeah. Unless it's but something yeah, specific. Unless yeah, they offer unless us a lot of money. Unless <laughs> it's a YouTube channel that AJ definitely wasn't paid to uh, talk about at the start of this episode. No, no. I wish. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would. No. I would not accept money from him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks again, guys. Oh, yeah. Check Follow out the, the links. links below. Yeah. Check out the, uh, what is it below? A GoFundMe? Is it no, just no. A, it, it's just like just a link website? to go read a, or to go yeah. submit a comment to the BLM. Sub, submit your comments. And Watch the video, always, then submit your comments. Always reach out to us with any questions or whatever. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next Monday. See y'all.